Welcome to the ZonaCast. It has a name. And uh, <laughs> this is Kevin. And essentially, I'm still trying to figure out the whole message, but basically, I enjoy talking to people here in Tokyo that have something that they're doing with their lives that's either exciting to them or they're, they're really passionate about. And I kind of dig into their ideas and we see where it takes us.、Um, not really sure what the takeaways are yet, but I hope you can enjoy the journey. It's pretty raw because none of this is going to be edited. And、uh, yeah, today we have Andrew, who is a common friend of mine,、um, happens to be Canadian. Yay, Canada! And、um, he works for Line and is working remotely between Canada and Japan. And I thought his situation is quite interesting. I'm not going to talk anymore. Let him get into it. All right. We're we're, live. We're we're definitely alive. (laughs) I don't know if we're live. Oh, yeah. It's an industry term. Definitely. So thanks for coming on board, Andrew, in the the unnamed podcast that we'll figure out what the (laughs) name is with some music later. Great. Um, And uh, I understand you have to get back to work in a bit. I do. But、uh, until then, until then I, I really wanted to talk to you about kind of your experiences、um, in Japan because. Do you feel like this got very formal all the time? Yeah, I did. <laughs> it did. But, but as soon as you hit the record button, I just froze up and I was like, oh my God. I mean, it's, it's a new thing for me too, right? So this is like the fourth、um, podcast I'm recording, but I don't really know how to interact with people yet. So I think through、yeah. the process, we can figure out yeah, I'm sure、we'll、get how、control. to s- soften. The, the 20th minute will be great. Basically, I would start after five minutes. So,、yeah. everything up to that point, we're going to cut. <laughs> so, maybe. Okay. So, I mean, like,、um, I don't know you too well, but I know a little bit about you. I know that you work at l i n e We're、Line. both Canadian. That's all that matters to me, Kevin. We're both Canadian, but from other backgrounds. Yeah, but. Eh. Don't be one of those people. <laughs> one of what? One of what? Just own the Canadian identity. <laughs> I feel well, like technically. Well, I mean, <laughs> you've been a bit more Canadian than I have, I think. Especially because you still live there. And、uh, I, I mean, just so can you tell me a little bit about like, your setup, right? So, so you live in Canada, you come to Japan, and、uh, you work on the plane, I presume. That's the only time I imagine you work.、Um, when the Wi Fi is okay, I, I will do a little bit. The Wi Fi. Wi-Fi. Oh, I heard Wi Fi. I was、oh, like, I is there something new in Canada that <laughs> I didn't hear? I don't have it here yet.、Um, Uh, but no, mostly it's movies and then trying to read and falling asleep. Impressive. Yeah. And the bow setup keeps you. Oh, very easy to sleep. I, I think. Is that where Sloyer got it from? The, the bow setup? Because he also wear, wears the. I mean,、headset. him and, and probably all 50 million frequent flyers around the world. Probably. Fair enough. You, hear it, you heard it here. Maybe not first, but <laughs> you heard it here, guys. Bose is. What does it take to, to get an endorsement these days? I don't know, but this is going to be my first try. Okay, so, anyway, back to the, the point. Like,、yes. I, I just want to know a little bit more about you. I want to hear about your lifestyle, like how, how you. My lifestyle? How you throw it all together.、Um, so, I used to have a very structured lifestyle.、Um, well, I lived in Hong Kong and I was on the trading floor. So, that was, I don't know, the classic 10, 11 hours in front of the screens. Hit the drinks, repeat.、Um, I left that four years ago now.、Uh, I'm in crypto industry and、um, with this, I've had a lot of work from home jobs, which I'm very fortunate for. Over the four years or like, <coughs>、um, or, or like yeah, always? Yeah, over, over the, no, not when I was trading. Yeah, since I, I like, left that. <laughs> I was like, that's a forward thinking company.、Yeah. 
trading from home. Um, yeah, basically, since I left, I've, I've always had the flexibility, which I really enjoy. It's good to have both, I think, um, because if you're at home for too long and you know you check your calendar and you realize you haven't showered in three days and you haven't had any human contact, that's not. it's great, but then it can quickly devolve into not great. Is that why you have a beard? Is it to just like nobody knows how long you have or have not been? <laughs> do I even know if I haven't looked in the mirror? Um, you do know you have a beard, though. <laughs> I, do. I do. I should this morning. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, now I so it's always been like mostly work from home with some office work mm. uh, so I have the same setup with line I'm home for probably four to five weeks and then I come out for usually two weeks between Tokyo and Korea okay so with that like what, what's your month look like ooh uh, just I mean this... when I'm home it's just I'm just happy to be home so it kind of all blends into just my home, up. I mean Canada, Toronto. Yes, yes, my apartment. Waking up, working out, working during the day, but having the flexibility to go out for a bike ride or go to the beach or do whatever I want um, mm. for a couple hours. And then I try to skew my work a little bit later as well because that's when kind of Asia comes online. Mm. So I'm a little bit more active during the day and then um, do a bit more work at night. Uh, family stuff um, once a week and see friends here and there. I don't know. It's all very just homely and peaceful how does it change when so i feel like the this story is related relative to canada so how does it change once you're like in the plane you're going to like either korea or, or japan like what's different between your work style here than it is in uh canada do you feel like there's less structure or just more like i don't know when i'm here there's yeah. more structure for sure more structure here than than home well in terms of like work specifically, yeah, oh, I, well, yeah, I don't because know. I have to be at the office for oh, because you know, they have from, like a from certain from time or ten time. to seven. It's I mean it's not strict, but I'm there and there's my colleagues around and there's more meetings and um, there's an expectation to, to be at your desk for true most of the day when you're not podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think work wise, yeah, it's it's a bit more casual at home and more structured here. Um, socially i feel like i try to do a lot more when i'm here i don't have that drive when i'm home well we just like we went to karaoke what three four days ago and you said it's the first time and how many how many cumulative months have first you time spent... doing karaoke not my first time being out of my hotel no <laughs> no but even that on its own in japan how have you avoided it for like how long you've been in japan in total like collectively collectively like half a year no, not that much. I don't know, three months? I would say. Oh, okay, okay. So it's, it's only like three months. But still, yeah. you've never had that like, uh, hey, let's go. Let's well, go Soko's sailor. my only real tie to the, oh, like, the Japanese culture. the most un-Japanese thing in Japan. <laughs> but, there, but there are a lot of locals. In that. That's and, true. and the people who are in Sogo tend to be, I think, like pretty japan Committed? Or, yeah. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah well, we're, we're pretty loyal. Yeah, pretty loyal. Like, you guys are you know, just passing through. Like, are we loyal? <laughs> so, um... I think it's hose. Are we separate yeah, this podcast? I was trying... Oh, I are wasn't... We, I is forgot. this a PG podcast? This, it should be, but I don't think it will ever be. Because okay. um, I said hose now, so it's... Now we have to... But it's just being bleeped in the aftermath. Oh, good. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Um, no, the goal with the podcast is just to have it as um, just, like, real without any editing, just like two people talking about something that's interesting. Um, we haven't got there yet, I don't We know. will, but the karaoke thing was interesting to me. Um, but that anyway. was very fun, by the way, mm. to your international contingent. Uh, if you've never gone to a small room to sing karaoke with a group of friends sober, surprisingly fun. 
I mean, so I'm curious time. from your perspective, like, it was your first time and it was my, I don't know what, 100th time or something. <laughs> so, like, I remember when I first tried karaoke, I couldn't even find a song, but I knew a bunch of songs and it was really just dis- dis- distressful to, like, look through the list and be like, mm. I know that song, but I can't sing it. How was it for you? Like, how did you feel about the whole experience? Oh, I mean, I'm hip-hop through and through, so... That was, I was quite cool. apparent. I was cool with that, and I tend to know most hip-hop lyrics, so... But yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't intimidated. I think if I have to do something with a bit more vocal range, um, you know, like a Mariah Carey song, I would have been pretty stressed. Oh, next time, I'm definitely listing that in there. For yeah, well, now that <laughs> I've been broken in. <laughs> There's a mic right there. <laughs> you can give us Are you recording this? <laughs> let, me, let me check. So, <laughs> but, so, I mean, like, how do you feel about the way that you work? Um... Because you spend a lot of time flying, I'm sure, but you also spend a lot of time between like home and Japan. And I'm, I think you mentioned before that you know they're trying to get you to stay in Japan, but you you're, you have your reservations. Like, how does everything? Like, how do you think about it? How do you feel about it? Can you be more specific so I don't rant? I kind of want you to rant though. Because yeah, I'm gonna be directionless and then forget what I was talking about. Okay. I, I mean, I my current situation, I'm very happy with. If that answers that. Um, because it is a good combination, like I said, of the, the flexibility and the structure. Um, I think too much of one, I would, I would probably spin out, be a bit miserable, or be unhappy. Yeah. Well, I'm curious because like Japan is not very accepting to remote work to Skype calls. They prefer people being in the room. I right? noticed that. Uh, <laughs> have you? Now? Yes. Um, so I mean, literally, a lot of things done. I guess in, in face-to-face now could could easily be done over Skype and some companies like I guess Rockton and maybe Line are are now like changing that like Rockton has a video interview you have to submit in order to you know get through the All first right. stage um, but it's it's still back there it's still quite old uh, I wonder like um, like how the Japanese culture in Japan, like you work for technically a Japanese company, yeah. Um, but you're also given all this freedom. So like, what what is it like? Because imagine imagine this, like you know what it's like, but I don't. And even though I recruit in this IT space, uh, somebody else that has not even done recruiting or your job, they they have no idea. So they see that like you know foreign people can only be like English teachers or they can only be recruiters or they can only be IT guys that have to come in and do the not nine to five and get paid something yeah um, uh, well, well first to your point on remote work um, it is probably even more difficult in this job because we have translators at almost every meeting so translating over a Skype call becomes very awkward because you have the okay. earpieces when you're in person um, and in terms of my setup, I think it's reasonably rare, uh, at least at line it is. I think, well, I am their only person employed in Canada. Really? Uh, and Well, I think I might even be the only remote employee. Uh, but I, I guess I had a niche background in cryptocurrency, and when line was starting the business, um, they were quite desperate to get started and quickly. Uh, so they came across my name, I think, through an ex-colleague, um, and they were just, they wanted to make it happen very quickly. Uh, so I think it was more of a the situation they were in where they wanted things to move forward and they didn't want to spend time looking for, not that my skills are that unique, but I think they just didn't want to spend time looking domestically for it. Right, because so they, so they wouldn't find it. <laughs> I, think probably, they, I think they would, uh, but it might have taken time and, and they sounded quite urgent about it. Probably. So it, it was a stroke of good luck, I would say. Mm-hmm. I don't know how easy it would be 
to replicate the situation. Mm. And, and to be honest, uh, I think as they get the knowledge themselves, they'll probably see less of a need to be having someone in Canada flying in monthly. Probably, but I'm curious what their experience with you is because technically from what you're saying, it's like you're their first remote hire. And uh, I think the way that remote hires, you know, the way that you work with them will be something like a case study where they can later be like, oh, you know, we hired Andrew and Andrew did this and it uh, like blew up our business. Maybe so we should do so this. Badly. With... Oh, wait, blew up in a good way? Or in a good way. In a like blew up, like expanded, not okay. like a catastrophe. I, actually, it could be used both <laughs> it ways. Could be so so way, I, it was the best I'm... word to use. <laughs> yeah. True. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, how do you feel how do you think they feel about your work there are they really like happy with it Ooh, um i would say yes because i had like very clear deliverables i suppose mm-hmm. um so it was very specific what they needed from me and i think i've been delivering that um and i don't know what else to add to that yeah they don't i'm in a position where i basically work for almost directly for the guy who runs the cryptocurrency initiative, like the head of the business team or whatever. Um, and I think we have a lot of, or he has a lot of trust in me. And, and as long as I'm delivering to him, then there's not really that micromanaging That's style, good. I think. It's quite uh, rare. I mean, like... Which seems rare. So, and to be clear, he's a, well, he's American or Canadian. Canadian. That's okay. So he's a, like Korean descent, um, but has that Canadian culture. So I'm not working directly with like the... I guess traditional Japanese. There's definitely a lot of those on the team, uh, um, but most of my interactions are with uh, the more Western. Do you think you'd have trouble working with somebody a little bit more traditional? Oh yeah, and I have. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, it was because I understand. I mean, like, I, I, the way I see it is, you seem like a very results oriented person, um, and somebody that you know. Japan's very process oriented. Exactly, <laughs> process oriented. So it's going to be interesting to see, especially for me, if there's going to be that switch, because. Um, critical thinking is something that is required in order to be results oriented and to have critical thinking you don't learn it like on the job you learn it over I I guess the time you spend in school like your teacher gives you like some kind of homework or you have to get up on the front of the board and like answer something in front of people you can't just like listen I would say it mostly happens outside of school sorry I would say it mostly happens outside of school I mean uh, like it's the situations that are are less structured where, where you have to but even in the education system in, in Canada and, and other countries, like I think maybe because you don't uh, know the Japanese education system, but okay. the way that it works is you kind of follow your senpai, where you have like um, the teacher giving you some kind of assignment, and then there's no kind of questioning that, and without that ability to kind of question what is taught to you or told you, told to you, um, it's difficult to develop your own way of thinking, which is what is necessary, I believe, in order to make, you know, results-oriented decisions Um, so and that's something you can do and that's something that you know a lot of I guess really uh, driven foreign or expat um, engineers or or traders or anybody else in whatever industry can do so I wonder how that's gonna affect uh, Japan because Japan's really good at process like when you uh, when you enter the train like just think of it like uh, I used to live in Lebanon and in Lebanon it would be a risk for me to walk from my house to the school with, without like looking around me because I could be 
Mugged? No, come on. <laughs> I've never no, been no, no. I, I mean, I could, I could hit a stand or like hit a crack in the in the in the pavement and like trip or something. There could be a hole uh, that doesn't make sense or like there there could be some kind of like but abnormality. But there's no risk of an abnormality in this country. Is what I can saying. literally walk outside the door, look at my phone, and and muscle memory my way to work <laughs> with no risk of with zero risk. On something. I I couldn't hurt myself even if I wanted to. Like I really need to be like physically incapable of 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 of, of I don't know. I guess moving around to, in order to do that, but um, in yeah, in other countries, it's just not as the process is not there. Like even think about it, like traditional Japanese companies between twelve and one p.m. have a lunch hour where everyone leaves the company. They have like their works place, and uh, they have to eat within that time. That means they that between twelve and one is the busiest time to get a lunch. You know, some companies are catching on to that and they're letting people leave at eleven thirty and. Then, <laughs> And like they're spreading out the lunches, but imagine like an entire building just vacates into this little truck outside is trying to serve these people. And are you and suggesting it, that nobody wants to be the first to step out? I mean, I think I think well, first you can't leave until it's time to leave, and then the moment it's time to leave, you don't want to look like you've been chilling until it's time to leave. You want to look like you've been working hard, and then like and ah, you're surprised you know, that it's twelve. Yeah, oh. you're oh yeah, I've never, I've never already is <laughs> it twelve already? Yeah. And then, um, and then you don't want to be the late guy to come back. It's like, oh, you weren't really interested in coming back to work, right? Mm. You know, like hardworking traders, they work at the, the, the desk. They bring their bento or their boxed lunch to the, the, the trading desk. They eat it there quickly, and then they get back to work, right? Um, hypothetically. So It's like the FaceTime element. FaceTime element? Oh, I mean, like, it just feels like people like to be seen, seen ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the office. But um, I mean, my my speculation is is I think that's gonna change over time, and there's gonna need to be more trust built into people to self-regulate their work because a lot of younger people, especially, and a lot of foreign people, are quite motivated to do remote work, myself included, especially if the job permits for it. If it's something like receptionist, you gotta be there. But if it's something like a developer or um, I guess recruiter, um, you don't have to actually be, you know, at the desk, but then the company has to trust that you're doing the work. So there have to be, I imagine a shift like that would take a very long time to come to fruition. Given like what you said, it seems to be part of like the education from a young age and, and these companies tend to be very hierarchical and true, true. But, but then they're, everyone like is everyone's choices are dictated by money. So if a company finds that hiring five people to work in a team on site is, is pretty expensive and they don't get the same results as hiring, let's say, one foreign Canadian dude that flies in and out and just kind of, you know, lives his life but delivers the same results, I'm sure the company will start thinking like, wait, maybe, maybe it's better to, to get someone uh, that's really skilled in this uh, area. If he can't communicate, we'll get him a translator. It's not perfect, but if he's bringing the results and it costs us like a fifth of the price, even if we raise his salary to something, um, it's just business sense, right? You don't want to be spending so much money to get like inefficient results. It's true. As a company. And now I'm wondering if I'm getting paid a fifth what a Japanese person gets. I'm just throwing out <laughs> random numbers. Let's, let's not utilize that. <laughs> but, um, so like, is it hard for you? Is your current work difficult? Or was it hard when you first got started in terms of like adapting to the workflow? Uh, I would say it's gotten, the volume of work was much heavier at the beginning. Um, 
but it was easier because there was less opinions involved. Oh. So it was like it was good and bad. Um, and as the I mean the team is hired very aggressively, so now I would say a lot of the heavy lifting is done, but now there's so many more opinions. Yeah. <laughs> so now when I want to, you know, suggest something or or um, change a process, it has to go through so many more levels, and there's a lot more opinions, and it's just a lot more difficult and, and hassle I would say to get things done. Whereas early on when the team was smaller, it was like okay, he's the crypto guy, cool, and now there might be. You know, ten people on the team. So makes sense. Yeah, because and, and then there's also this element I've noticed. If you, like I said, hierarchy seems to be quite important here. Um, so there's even an element of if I have an idea and we know it's the right one, it still needs to be coming from the right person. Yeah. So it's like I seed it, but I have to like make it a suggestion. I can't just say this is how we're doing it because a lot of feelings involved and, and I mean I think it's really impressive that uh, you, you like sense that and you're able to like oh, no, I've been told that I did not sense it I was explicitly told oh, really? to be careful <laughs> that's really interesting no because I remember uh, I worked at a Japanese company for about a year and a half and that's um, it was a very important and interesting experience for me because all my work was in Japanese and the only person that spoke English was my boss but there I had like this one argument early on where I have to do something um, that I got in trouble for doing something that I didn't know I have to do and their position on that yeah so I should have done something but I didn't do it right but their position was like you should have intuitively known that you have to do it without us explicitly telling you mm-hmm. and I, my position was how can I intuitively know that I have to do something if you don't <laughs> explicitly tell me sounds so, like a bad fight with a girlfriend a bit, well <laughs> that was well, my boss was a woman, but that wasn't the, the kind of um, uh, situation. Um, but it was like, I, I really was perplexed. And then I understood that if I were maybe a Japanese person, I would have sensed it and they wouldn't have had that conversation. Um, but because I, I don't, you know, in Japanese, you'd say kukiyomu, which is like read the air. Because I can't sense that like there's a certain way that has to happen, right? Where I'd have to like suggest the idea instead of telling them something directly. Um, Do but you I feel like your kukiyomo skills have picked up. I think it's it's <laughs> maybe my friends will say otherwise, but I think they've been. I, th- I think they're better than they were before. But I think I have like this position where I. I see it, but I just don't care because I don't want to waste my time with this like uh, problem. For example, I think like if I have the idea, uh, maybe in your case, like you came up with this idea that you know is going to be the right one. I would say, hey, this is the idea. Why don't we just do it? And nobody should take the the pride. Uh, uh, too too much, but I oh, you're also hitting a little bit close to home right now. <laughs> I've been in too many meetings like this. But then, like, uh, what's it called? Um, I don't think I don't think it should. Um, I think it should be delivered in a, like, I understand that people's, I guess, like, position should be considered. I don't think so. So I, it might be a Western way of thinking, but it's like, it should be very, I'm used to very meritocratic. Um, like if you have a good idea and it's obvious that it's a good idea, who cares who it came from? Just get it done. Implement it. You shouldn't have to have like the formal sign off or this or that. Um, it might also be a finance thing. Maybe, because. But- well, I mean, finance especially, there's money involved, but yeah. the, the problem is, is that, like, just to play devil's advocate, let's say you wanted to implement this structure within the uh, Japanese company. Let's say it was even not that big. Let's say it was just a one, 
50 person company or like 30 person company there are people that have been in that company for so long that you would kind of undermine their years of experience by coming in very fresh telling them a better idea that they've gathered in the last they, could, they didn't even come up with this idea did they hire you because you had experience in that space and you're bringing a fresh perspective they should um but they might not but then basically i understand the position that the person with the idea would have because i'm sometimes that person that i have this thing that you know i think this it would be better if it was done this way but at the same time um I, you, I have to like kind of respect that it would be difficult for them to change the whole system just because I've entered in and I've created this uh, idea which is untested and then the responsibility of the idea falls on me which indirectly falls on all the people up the chain so anybody up the chain that agrees with the idea um, then then it's like basically if it fails they're gonna all take the responsibility it's not just gonna be me because I'm under them and responsibility sharing is something extremely important in Japanese culture. Renting this apartment is really, really fucking hard. There is a landlord that owns this apartment. Then there is a uh, agency um, that leases the apartment, and then there's an agency that I use to find the apartment. And Have everyone, you ever met your landlord? I've never met my landlord. Yeah, we were talking about this last night, and Slayer was talking about, it. and I found out about the key fee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to pay one month gifts. Key money, yeah, just to. Well, so many middlemen. I, well, I mean, the way that it, I think the reason why key money exists still is because there's so much demand that um, if I had a nice apartment, I could easily find somebody willing to pay the key money, and the person willing to pay the key money would be probably a better tenant, fiscally speaking. Like, if they can afford to throw away like a month or two months rent in, on this apartment, they're probably the kind of person that has <laughs> enough money to live here. That's uh, funny. Well, it's not fair. It's a good filter. But it, it's, you know, it's basically that's Front it. Front-loading the payments. Right? Um, but um, we've, we've taken quite a derivative. We have. <laughs> I don't even know what this episode's about. No, but I think it's interesting to gain a perspective from somebody that comes in and out of Japan and works for a Japanese company, even so remotely. Um, you're like, in, in, in my view, like the next generation of kind of worker because there's not too many uh, remote workers that I'm aware of in Japan, or at least the ones that I can work with as a recruiter. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that are looking for remote work, yeah. which means there's the demand. Whether or not there's a supply, like there are a few companies that are like starting to open up to it. And you know, um, uh, bigger companies that they're a little bit slower to uh, get behind that, but- I think that uh, might be a way that it, it kind of takes hold, now that you mention it. Like it's obviously a huge thing in Silicon Valley. Mm. Um, so maybe as more of these international companies open here, they kind of force the locals to follow suit in order to compete with the same talent. Definitely, and the, the talent market in Japan is just ridiculously competitive because, you know, the moment you have one good engineer, it's like, you can, he's gonna go somewhere and he's gonna get paid more than just his base salary plus 10%. They're gonna offer him whatever they have to in order to get him. And Including once, remote work. Well, that is definitely part of the package that sometimes is offered. Some companies are still less flexible uh, they can maybe offer once a day, but they're not um, at the point where they'll be like, what, this guy's crazy, he wants remote work? What is this, <laughs> Hollywood? <laughs> you said once a day, I assume you meant once a week. Sorry, I meant, yeah, once a week. Once a day remote work is basically... <laughs> you you may you leave one time per day to work remotely. <laughs> basically. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm really excited to work in this market. I think that Japan, um, with the declining population 
with a slightly more openness to kind of foreign workers coming in. Some are less skilled, some are very high skilled. Um, I think it's going to be fascinating what happens in the next 10 years um, in terms of the kind of people, the kind of jobs that they're going to be here. But there's so much there's so much money, there's so much old uh, money and everyone's looking for finding new ways to innovate and create new stuff. It's just a great place to be. So, um, I mean, how do you feel about like jobs in Canada? Like, because I'm curious, you chose to work uh, for a company in Japan, but you could have worked in the, for a company in Canada. In fact, I was. <laughs> oh, you were, <laughs> but then you left it. So what was, uh, what was the appeal? Uh, I don't know if I'm as, it's not like I was looking for something in Japan. Um, I just definitely want to be in the cryptocurrency space. Um, and the appeal of this was, I actually didn't know much about Lion before they approached me, but um, the, the main appeal was the fact that they have an app with, was it 150 million active users? Um, and they wanted to turn on cryptocurrency. So be, like getting in very early uh, into something that I think could be a, a big, mover of the whole space overall like that excited me so i wouldn't have cared i mean if lime was in toronto i would have taken the job there too so it was um, more about the the work yeah more about the work for sure yeah i mean i don't love sitting in economy class twice a month <laughs> for 13 hours economy <laughs> yeah <slow>. yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> note to everyone signing contracts remotely <laughs> check the flight class <laughs> it's all right i'm gonna start um working with one of my friends and he's um he's pimping out my ride to <laughs> to Bali. still economy but there's extra leg room and that's all i need Ooh, the extra leg room seat honestly that <laughs> when i saw that i was like this guy cares where do i sign <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. um but essentially um i think it's i think it's going to be really good to see that i'm curious as a expert in the field can you explain to us what blockchain is Oh Jesus! <laughs> what now? I tell us, Thirty tell minutes us, in. Tell us. <laughs> I gotta go back to work. We're gonna just casually just, drop in. Yeah, I just I just want the last. Your closing part of remarks this. on blockchain. Exactly. What is blockchain? Tell me why is it so damn important? Don't worry about blockchain. The word is annoying. Uh, what what matters is Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin is extremely important. I think it'll look it will be looked back as one of the most important inventions of our century. Um, it's the first time that human beings can have uncensorable, easy to transport uh, store of value. There might be a third property that I'm missing right now, but this basically never happened before. Back in the old days, it was shells or pieces of gold or whatever, um, and the government has been known to take away gold in the past. Um, obviously, it's not easy to move very far with gold, um, but now we have effectively digital gold. Uh, that no government can censor or take. Um, so it's like the ultimate monetary freedom. So blockchain happens to be the technology behind it, but too many people focus on that. Not enough people think about what Bitcoin is and why it's so important. Have you heard of blockchain engineers? We are looking. <laughs> we want to hire. Is this a plug? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it's just everyone in the in the what's it called? market is always like, I'm looking for a blockchain engineer. Just yeah, like in, uh, in nine times out of 10, they're working on some bullshit proof of concept to appease their investors. Um, anyone who's real in the space is probably not, you know, handing out CVs. They're probably working on a really cool currency application. Probably. For the most part. There yeah. might be some exceptions. I mean, that's another interesting conversation I had um, with uh, somebody that's within AI research field. I talk with him and I said, can you explain it to me? He probably 
I, th I think that basically, even if he tried, I probably couldn't understand because the type of things that he works on isn't actually um, like Im using the framework already built to, uh, sorry, so AIs are neural networks in machine learning. You, you utilize Is this for your it. audience or for me? I'm trying to figure out how to explain this because um, <laughs> it's kind of, it's hard for me to explain, but also it's hard to for people to, um, I guess, like see it, but like oh, because you recruit in the field. Because I recruit in the field, right? Uh, so I always look for like AI or whatever engineers, but I understand that there are people that create the APIs, and then there are people that use the APIs. Right. So, so like, like plugging into Google's DeepMind or whatever. A, a deep fakes. Yeah. You like I I can make a deep fake. I could just take I don't know a recording of this whatever plug it podcast. in and say I use AI. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, just put Obama's face on your face, and then we got we got a lot. Great Snapchat filter. Side note: My dad looks a lot like Barack Obama. You know, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure Obama's from from Egypt. Actually, he's a he's an Egyptian. He's a Muslim. But yeah. So no, the point is the, the the AI engineers that are really hard to find are the ones that are actually creating the APIs for other people to be using. And right. that's Doing the actual just, work. Exactly. Just, yeah. But then, you know, I can come around, use uh, like some kind of, uh, I don't know, is it TensorFlow or some Tensor, other? That's the one, TensorFlow. TensorFlow. Yeah. Throw it on your resume. Yeah, throw it on my resume and, and say, hey. picked up by you that's on LinkedIn. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And then I'll be like, man, I've been using TensorFlow for five years. I'm a pro. But it's only up for three. And then you end up offering the wrong guy 300K a year. <laughs> well, you can't. Well, it's hard to fire in Japan, so. So it's, um, yeah, it's pretty, um, it's pretty interesting <laughs> position to take. But yeah, anyway, thanks so much yeah, for uh, think, uh, the chat. I should probably get back to work. Probably. What with the Japanese culture. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> I think the lunch hour is well over. You're already late, but yeah. thanks a lot. I really uh, enjoyed the chat. and um, Oh, my first podcast. This is very exciting. I know. No one listens to it. going to blow up and <laughs> become famous. <laughs> All right, take care, Andrew. Zodacast.